This is your EE Times Weekly Briefing. Today is January 24th, and these are the week's top headlines. The LoRa Alliance has announced a significant achievement in their quest to establish LoRa as a leading connectivity enabler in the IoT arena. The group reports that more than 100 LoRa networks have now been deployed around the world, while plans to accelerate further adoption are well underway. For more on that story, here is EE Times Editor-in-Chief Dylan McGrath. You know, I think the, the big deal here is not so much that they achieved this milestone of 100, but it really kind of shows the momentum, you know, behind LoRa at this point. And really, you know, it, it also, I think in a bigger picture way, shows uh, the momentum behind the Internet of Things and, you know, one of the big missing pieces or one of the big elements that has to be there is all these missing connectivity technologies But um, this is just a a great example of a technology that's really got its momentum behind it. And I think it just shows that the Internet of Things is coming on fast, even though it doesn't seem that fast because we've been hearing about it now for 10 years or more. um, But it really is actually getting somewhere. And people really do think this technology is viable. Shifting gears now, it's been another interesting couple of weeks in semiconductors. Let's start with NXP and their appointment of a new CTO just last month. Um, what's what's your take on this? You know, what I found fascinating um, f- about this story is the way that NXP's Lars Rieger defines the role of a CTO, a semiconductor industry CTO anyway, really has changed quite a bit from a few years ago when, you know, they weren't the people that were out there out front promoting products, talking about what's going on with the company and the company's strategy. They were mostly... Um, I think he even makes the point in here, kind of the kings of their of the research lab, you know, sitting atop uh, all the research going on in an organization. It's it was really interesting to see the way uh, Rieger put it that a, a CTO is no longer someone who just heads up the research kingdom with lots of fellows inside a corporation, but really um, companies are looking for someone in a CTO that's a, a really business savvy person. In addition, obviously, to being a very technically savvy person who's willing to, as he puts it, play with many building blocks within a company. He really views his role as CTO as taking legacy products and technologies and mapping them out in a very unconstrained manner to see where they fit and where they can be used, where they can be productized. This is a potentially exciting change in the way we perceive the role of the CTO. And now, uh, speaking of change... You reported earlier this week that uh, for the first time in over two years, Texas Instruments has posted a year-over-year quarterly decline in semiconductor sales, citing overall market conditions compounded with softening demand in China. What's your perspective on this? They, you know, there are a number of things going on. There is just a, the Chinese economy has weakened compared to what it was a couple years ago. And TI specifically called out the slowdown in the demand for Chinese cell phones as one of the, you know, and that's been a huge market. But also they said, you know, there is a lot of uncertainty with regard to this trade tension. It's affecting their business. And I'll be interested. They're among the first to report uh, in kind of this cycle. And uh, I'll be very interested to see what happens in the next couple of couple of weeks. Uh, how many chip vendors are going to directly cite this as something that they're seeing and it's a real problem i mean i think we all knew that this would eventually be a problem if they're 
continues to be this friction between China and the U.S. is going to affect U.S. chipmakers' business and many others as well. So this is where I think we're just starting to actually see it, it translating into tangible results. Would you expect to see similar challenges for European semiconductor manufacturers, uh, ST Microelectronics and NXP and some others? That's a great question. I imagine that they will also see some issues because of this trade tension, but you know, my guess would be that it wouldn't be as severe as uh, you know, a U.S. company. Regardless of where the semiconductor manufacturer is headquartered, uh, there are customers in the United States with their own design centers, and certainly that's where the design is taking place, and these companies would be affected by these trade tensions. Well, right. And I think this is what's one of the things that's been so frustrating to many people about this um, this trade war is that it's uh, these things are done by global teams throughout the world. So everyone, I think, is going to pay the price to some degree. That, that was uh, something that TI cited, but I think it's also their results. Uh, you know, they've had year over year growth for every quarter for 10 quarters. And I think that's kind of indicative of what we're seeing overall in the semiconductor cycle as well. And, you know, the trade tension and the the weakening economy in China don't help. But uh, I do think that we're headed for a little bit of a lull at, at the least. Dylan McGrath, thanks for joining me. This has been your weekly briefing from EE Times and the Aspen Core Global Service. Thanks for listening. <laughs>